we plant peaches over here, what are we going to get? Corn. <laughs> And a lot of time, you know, when people plant their seed in the garden, they'll put the what it is on the, where it has like the picture and they'll put it in the sticks so they know right. what's going to grow there or whatever. Right. They expect to get what's on that picture. Right. They Can don't you expect. if something different came up? What would they do? Well, I don't know. They must have got their pictures messed up or something. <laughs> well, we're expecting right. to get what we sow. Seed time and harvest will work for whatever you sow. So, for example, if you plant peaches over here, what are you going to get? Peaches. Not going to get corn, right? No, I'm not going to get corn. Okay. So it's the same way with whatever we're sowing. I mean, when you're putting money into something, you're going to get back money. Say, well, I don't know if I believe that or not. You know, it's like, you, you sow a car, you're going to get a car. You're, you're going to get away clothes. You're going to get away clothes. Like, come on. I don't believe that. Well, let's see what Galatians 6, 7 through 9 has to say. All right, then. <laughs> Do not be deceived. Ooh, God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. A lot of stuff in that. You know what? That scripture was on my heart today as we were walking. I just kept saying over and over meditating do not grow weary and well-doing for you shall reap a harvest as I was just ministering to somebody about that um, the other day some of the ministries that we're involved with and I had encouraged him to sow a seed for something that he needed and he was actually asking us and we've given to them multiple times but part of what we do within our ministry is to teach people you know it's like yeah. you can actually we've talked about this before you can fund people's poverty you know, so the yeah. most important thing you can get to them is the Word of God. So what I encouraged him is sow a seed, believe on it. And then like a week later, he emailed me again. He said, this is so hard. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so I sent him the scripture back and I said, do not grow weary, which means don't give up. Don't give up on your seed. And I think sometimes people get hung up on the part like, if you sow corruption, you're going to reap corruption. And they turn it into a bad thing. And that's true. I'm not, not saying that that's not true. but. What I want you to get out of this is, is that what you sow, you're going to reap, right. you know, so you can use it from a good perspective. So an example that we did is before we were out of debt, 100% when we had debt, I mean, once we started prospering, before we learned mm -hmm. about debt, we got into debt. We financed our first house, our second house, our third house. We had three houses. We financed our first car, our second car. We had three cars. You know, we had all this debt until we learned that that's not God's way for you to be in debt. So. Once we learn and start getting those principles and making those principles active in our life, what we did when we're believing to get out of debt is we actually started helping people pay off their debt. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, some of them were small, some of them were $100 here, mm, a couple hundred good. dollars there. Right. But one family was, we put almost $30,000 in to help them. And we didn't know at the time, we were told to give a specific amount to this family and we gave that amount and it was almost to the dollar that it paid off their entire debt. And that was a that was a Holy Spirit led. We were told to go to the other side of the country and minister to some people that we didn't even really know. They really thought we were crazy after you know we got to know them. <laughs> I thought we were crazy, but we also had to believe for that. So that's one of the things like the Lord will put us into agreement. Right. Hey, I'm thinking this. I have an idea. You know, can you go pray about it? And then we always come into agreement, especially when it's a decision about even sowing or reaping or giving, especially in your giving, you have to be led. 
If he sends us somewhere to sow or do something, he will, we have to by faith believe that that money will be there and we will have to sow it by faith also. And always, always, it's exactly what they've been praying for, believing yeah. for, and it's just an, an amazing window of heaven that the Lord gets you, lets you to, you know, to be able to participate in is his kingdom. Yeah, and we've, we've been awesome. able to do that. And once again, I mean, this isn't about us bragging about, oh, we're so generous. We paid off all these people's it's debt on this. This him. is giving glory through, to God yeah, right it's now. All him this is, through, this through. is part of our testimony. Yeah. Revelation says that we overcome him, that him being Satan, by the blood of the Lamb and the, and the word, word of the of testimony. testimony. So the testimony yes. has great power. Yes. And so many a times we've been told to give, whether it's hundreds, thousands, or tens of thousands, and it's paid off people's entire debt that they were praying for. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. It's like, you don't have to go look into a man to give you. You don't have to go beg your family. You don't have to go beg somebody. You don't have to do that. You go to God. The Bible says that he's going to uh, lead men to give to your bosom. He's, he's going to lead men. So just like yes. these families were praying over here, God help us to get out of debt, do whatever. Then he speaks to us to go and do it. And then we go and do it. It's that hookup. And it was like, you were telling me the other day about Jesse Duplantis. What was it about paying off that person's house? He was ministering and he was just, the Holy Spirit told him to pay off that person's house. And so he just said, how much do you owe in your house? And they were like, because they have, were believing to be debt free from their house or whatever. So he told him and he said, yeah, they, write him a check, write him a check. And the Lord said to him, you're, I think the 17th person that I've asked to do this. Think about if he was the 17th person, those first 16 people missed, missed out on a harvest. Missed it. You know, missed the and whole sometimes, thing. and I mean, I, I mean, we all miss it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I remember, you know, years ago when God would ask us to give something, I'd be like, Ugh! you know, like, <laughs> what do you mean, give that much away? And it, it's a process. Yeah. But I mean, when you know when God speaks to you, always look at it as an opportunity. I mean, don't ever look at it as like, that's gonna drain my entire accounts. Because when we when we sowed that, almost that $30,000, it did drain everything we had. Right. It took our business, it took our ministry money, it took all of our, it took everything. But we knew that we were being led to do that. Right. And we reaped a mighty harvest. And not only was everything met that we needed that month to take care of whatever our needs may be, but we got a job, <laughs> I don't know how many years down the road where, I mean, it was just this bizarre thing where these people just hand us the keys and it's like to do this job and I won't go to the details about it. But I'm driving home and I called Anna's like, you're not gonna believe what happened. As I was driving, the Lord said, remember when you sowed that seed back there to pay off that family's debt? He goes, this is just part of that harvest. It was more more than a hundredfold. And he said it was just part of the just harvest. <laughs> but that was one and a half years later. So the yeah. reason why I want to bring it up too is don't grow weary. Right. Don't grow weary because you don't know don't when do it's it. going to be. And sometimes I think just out of God's goodness, he'll put like a harvest on hold when he knows you really need it. Sometimes there's harvests that happen right now. Yeah. I mean, we've had stuff that happened when we sow seed, we get it back the same day like that. And I hear testimonies all the time of people, you know, ministers doing right, that same thing. Right, they the phone rang, you know, or things of that nature. And that's happened before too. Yeah, so I mean, you never know. And that's all, you know, it could be today, it could be tomorrow, it could be a week, it could be a month, it could be a year. So do not grow weary in well-doing. You will reap. So I want to give you one more scripture, 2 Corinthians 9, verses 6 through 8. And it kind of, I think, takes and really wraps up everything that we just talked about. Mm -hmm. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6. Remember this, he who sows sparingly and grudgingly will also reap sparingly and grudgingly. And he who sows generously 
that blessings may come to someone will also reap generously and with blessings. So, I mean, you don't really need a lot of revelation. I mean, I could <laughs> say don't. I had this great revelation I'm going to share with you so that you can understand this scripture. You give a little, you get a little. You give a lot, you get a lot. Right. Hey, revelation! <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> 2 Corinthians 9, verse 7. Let each one give as he has made up his own mind and purposed in his heart, not reluctantly or sorrowfully or under compulsion. For God loves, he takes pleasure in, prizes above other things, and is unwilling to abandon or to do without a cheerful, joyous, prompt to do it giver whose heart is in his giving. That's good. Too. I think that's really, you know, talking about being spirit led. But the thing is, is if you're giving your money, and you're like, mm, I don't think I was told I was supposed to give this money, and I guess I'll cut this check. And you might as well just keep your dough. We've given that way sometimes. I think we own the early days <laughs> until we got a revelation. I tried to forget that. I have amnesia. <laughs> but you'll get to a point where when you give, you get excited about it. You do, and you start looking for opportunities. We used to take money, fold it up, stick it in our wallets, and we would have several of those bills. Oh. <laughs> And we would go out into the world, wherever we were led, and just say, okay, Lord, just lead me to whoever needs this money. And you would just start handing people as the Lord leads, you know, handing people money. And they would be like, <laughs> shocked. When I think about giving and being cheerful about it, is that how many business deals have we had, like good business deals, just like the one we just talked about. And it's like, we're thankful and we give God praise and we high five and we do whatever we mm -hmm. may do, you know, no matter how good it is. I've never cried over one of our business deals, but the times when we've given, when the Lord's told us to go and to give to these people and travel across the country, wherever it is, when we leave there, like when we give them that card with that money and then we split out of there, it's like when we're in the car, we're balling. Yeah, we, we're every time. balling, you know? Every it's just like, time. and we're not balling because, oh, we just gave $30,000. No, you're balling. It's because, a happy cry. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a great a happy, cry. Yeah. And my whole point is that's, that's a cheerful giver. And right. when you get to a point when you're giving and you know you're directed by God and you're seeing all the good things coming back in your life, it's like, it's not even about like, I'm going to reap a big harvest. So I'm crying about that. It's not, it's just about, you know, the Bible talks about it's more blessed to give than receive. It's true. And that's where that comes from. Right. That's where I can't even explain where that feeling comes from, but it comes from God. <laughs> Obviously. But yes. I can't explain how it works. The principle, right? It's a seed. The seed's going to produce a harvest. It's like preparing for a baby, like when a mother is pregnant, right? She knows she's going to give birth to a baby. So what does she do? She prepares for it. Let's just talk about all of the preparation yeah. in expecting your harvest. She's buying clothes for it. She's decorating the nursery. She's preparing for her seed to come into the world. In the same way, if you're believing for something, prepare yourself like a mother expecting a child. Yeah. Just be expectant. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8. And God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance so that you may always and under all circumstances and whatever the need be self-sufficient possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. That's wow, good. that is good. Meditate on that yeah. <laughs> for you know, a long, forever. The thing that really speaks to me is that you become self-sufficient. And the word says you're self-sufficient in Christ. Right. It's like he is your provider. He's your Jehovah Jireh. He is the one that's providing everything for you. So be, you become self-sufficient 
in Christ, meaning you don't have to rely on the government. Right. You don't have to rely on some type of benefit plans or whatever. It's or not, your job or yeah, your paycheck. Your job, you, you know, if you rely on God, he'll put the people in your life to get what you need. But then there won't be some weird tie like we just talked about. Yeah. Or feeling like you have to owe somebody something. Right. Or you're indebted to a person, you know. Well, when you put your full attention and believe that God is your source, that Jesus Christ is the one that's done everything for you, that's yeah. been finished on the cross, it's freeing. Yeah. It's freeing because, you know, you're not like, well, I got to you know, go kiss up to my boss because if I lose my job, then I'm out of this or whatever. No, 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 no. And I'm not saying that you'd be disrespectful to your boss. You should actually, <laughs> you should be respectful. You should be praying for your company. You should be praying for your boss. You should yes. be praying blessing over there. Yes. You should be like a Joseph in there. Even though you may feel like you're in prison, it's like you should be a blessing to that, be, to that company, to that, that employer. Right. Which brings me to my favorite scripture. <laughs> and we're going to continue to talk about this, is when you bless your enemies and you give him bread and water, Here we go. you reap coals oh, on his head the and the Lord the will bless you. The coals on my so, head. I'm pray glad I'm not your, your enemy. Enemies. I'm glad I'm not your enemy. Pray for your enemies. You don't got to do it. You got a good, good daddy who's always got your back. Yes, but don't forget the reaping hot coals part because <laughs> that's my favorite. <laughs> so in closing, I just want to leave you with this, is that through your giving, it really demonstrates that money has no power over you. That's good. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like you're not controlled by your money. You control your money. Right. The other thing that giving does is it demonstrates that we put all of our trust in God and not in our bank account, right. not in our business, not in our job. Right. We're giving Him all the glory and that we're saying, God, we trust you as our source 100% of the time. And I find it ironic that on the, the dollar bill, right? Yep. And on every bill, right? On the back, what does it say? In God we trust. In God we trust. And just another reminder to not put your trust in the paper, yeah. right? Which comes from a tree that has been planted in the ground from a seed. <laughs> but Ooh, that's a the one who gave you the seed, who then was able to plant to produce that money, right? So great our forefathers would put that on there so that every single time, I think they probably said, hey, you know what? Let's put this on our money. So every time that we look at our money, we can declare this, in God we trust. Amen, I mean, because how, how he provides seed to the sower. When you give, you won't run out, you're gonna run over. Ooh, I like that. Psalms 23, my brimming cup runneth over. Mm. He prepares a table before me in the presence of the enemy. He anoints my head with oil, my brimming cup runneth Runs over. over. So right. as a believer, your cup's supposed to run over. And I think, you know, sometimes we hear that old slang or whatever you wanna call, it's like, well, just look at your glass. It's half full, not half empty. And that's supposed to be good. They're saying, oh, that's positive. Forget all that. Forget it. Your cup is supposed to be running over, running over. not half full. That's a good one. My cup runs over. It's Amen. not Amen. Make full. that one of your declarations. Ooh, I like that. My brimming cup, cup runneth over. <laughs> so in closing, I'm going to leave you with this. Keep on sowing. Keep on believing. Keep on speaking over that seed. And keep on harvesting. Yes, and that is the cycle of abundance. And this is the abundant life. Yay!